Welcome to SBCA's Lumber Connection Podcast, where we discuss today's market and explore tomorrow's trends. Here's our host, Molly Butts. Hello and welcome to Lumber Connection. It's the week of January 8th, 2024, and I'm in the studio with Justin Binning and Ken Timmon. Justin and Ken are from American International Forest Products, or AIFP. Welcome to the podcast, gentlemen. Thank you. Hey, Molly. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Yeah, 2024, we made it. I know, we sure did. I hope you're both feeling a little refreshed and also excited about 2024. Did you guys have a good holidays? It was really nice. Yeah, kind of a nice break and re-energized, recouped, but did feel like I, I lost it all kind of day one. Yeah, it is fun. I agree just Nice to be rejuvenated and then kind of see how long that lasts. Yeah. It, you know? it didn't last long. All I right. was talking to another trader that took some time off and I said, how are you feeling? Man? He's like, oh, I, feel, I feel great. And I said, yeah, I'm hoping to ride this out at least through Wednesday. Because I'm just trying to make it till 7 a.m. <laughs> and I think by 11, 11, I felt the rough back on my back. And I said he was right. <laughs> Wednesday was a far cry. I hope that, all right. Well, then let's get into the topic at hand. What's been happening in the lumber market since we last talked? Gosh, and it's been a while, right? Um, yeah. The market. Now, talking you in particular, price trend was up really across the board on all items throughout all zones. Great liquidity. Mills continued to raise prices and push order file. Came back the first of the year and it was just like, where are we going to be, right? You had a lot of curtailments, downtime uh, for Mills throughout that holiday period. And uh, it was just kind of this wait and see if we're going to continue that momentum. And it feels as though we've taken the foot off the gas to some extent. There's a lot of items out there that are still relatively tight. Order files still remain on in some items. I'd say the kind of the best sector or section right now is really that west side. But I am starting to see throughout the central and, and east side zones more wood and less liquidity. So it, it just it feels like this we kind of had this extended push in the market again through November, December. And it feels like maybe we're entering some digestion, kind of a digestive type period. I think weather's certainly been a factor as well across the United States. It's We've had storms through Florida, all through the southeast, now moving up to the mid-Atlantic and the northeast. So that's certainly a factor as well in consumption and definitely affecting a lot of trucking lanes right now, too. So we're starting to see some stuff starting to back up in certain areas, not move, moving as fluid as, as it normally does. So... Overall, though, when I look at the pricing, I still think it's extremely attractive. And I think the overall optimism for 2024 that was taken out at the end of, that was build, building at the end of 2023 is still certainly there. And I expect us to have a, a very good year. Wow. All right. How do I follow that up? December was great. Way more active December in 2023 than any year I've ever seen before. I was very pleasantly surprised to see the action throughout the end of December. Traditionally, very slow, quiet weeks. Some of the quietest weeks in the trade. This year, they're robust. That was great. First week back of January was very quiet. Not a lot happened from the first until about the eighth. Second week of January has been a touch more, it's trading more actively for all products, right? Over the last couple of weeks, it was pick one off here, pick one off there. This week, it's kind of been every food group all coming together. We have a morning meeting every day on the trading floor at 6.30 a.m. And the president of the company asked, hey, out of the fur products, what was hitting yesterday? And the department head stood up and said, well, a little bit of everything. We sold 
Econ utility standard and better stud grade. Number two, want a better select truck and MSR, right? Little bit of all the food groups pitching in yesterday. I do think overall the market trend for the next couple of months, two, three months will be gently up. I don't think that's a nice smooth crescendo. I think it's much like the Alaska flight where the door came flying off the airplane that we might have some bumps along the way. Also fun fact for any listeners listening, that door that fell, maybe 500 feet from my backyard. You could could have hit that thing with a three wood. So there's a fun fact. I do think weather will continue to play a more significant role moving forward. All the mountain states are getting blanketed. I know personally up here in the mountains in Oregon, we've gotten four or five feet of snow in the last 72 hours. So that's going to play a big fact. Oregon, Utah, Idaho. I know Montana's getting it. California will not be getting snow in the major lumber consuming markets. So keep an eye on that to continue to trend aggressively. But, you know, we're going to settle in here into what will be the winter market. I think that will likely cause a little bit of a delay to the quote unquote spring buy this year. But also we kind of front loaded that extra activity in December, January. So just kind of changed around where we're taking the bulk of the action. I think the other thing to keep in mind, we, we're talking on transportation a little bit here too, is that rail car piece, right? We, this is the time of the year that we'll start to see uh, potential um, delays on rail cars, which then puts an emphasis on quicker wood that's on the ground for truck shipments. So something just to be cognizant of, I guess. It's not our first rodeo, right? And it's standard kind of winter format, but anyways... So you guys both mentioned weather being an issue. Justin, you in particular correlated it to trucking delays potentially and consumption being lower. What kind of effect does a weather event like we've been experiencing have on production? Because that might have further down the line implications. Yeah, it certainly can. I think it's all in relation to the prior log deck, right? So if you had a thin log deck and now you're trying to get out there and log and it's you're flopping around in the mud and trying to send trucks up into the forest... That's an issue. I always think when we have those weather type events, it affects obviously, not obviously, but it affects the consumption more than it does the production, just based on they're already pulling from a log deck that's there, right? Now, you will see, however, when the harder logs to get, the bigger logs, the like when we talk about wides, whether that's 2 by 10 or, or 2 by 12, um, this is the time of the year that typically you'll see that become more scarce. And you'll see prices start to increase on that pretty steadily and sometimes really aggressively like we saw last year. So that's something I know I touched on our last podcast that I I thought that was a really key item to, to be honed in on. If you had some needs for the first quarter on that, I still think that's the case. I still think it's a good value in terms of its price and from a historical standpoint. So that will certainly have an effect because there isn't a big, typically a large log deck of wider logs. Once those kind of run through, you've got to get back out there and get them. And that will typically be more difficult this time of year. Okay. So in addition to weather being a potential factor in pricing, et cetera, the other thing I noticed in the news is that West Fraser has not only curtailed one plant indefinitely, but also closed another location permanently. What kind of impact does that have sort of in the overall, so that was all like Southern one in Florida and one in Arkansas. What kind of effect does that have? 
Yeah, that's a great question. And I was kind of waiting to uh, see if that answer would show itself today. If if there was more kind of a knee jerk reaction or how the yeah. mark or you know, how people felt, right? Um, a lot of this business is emotion. Now, when you take 270 million feet out of the market, that's certainly that's something. But I do think based on the overall production in, in Pine right now and where we've where we were, say, a decade ago to where we are today, I personally don't think it'll have a huge effect in swaying a market right now or pushing it to the upside. I haven't felt that and I haven't I haven't felt it as a trader today, being that news was certainly talked about on phone calls and then it was just it lasted about 10 seconds and, and moved on in the conversation so uh, any sort of emotion or energy from that news yesterday um but you know we'll see if if that changes or i guess but it doesn't feel like it I know one of the things I've asked a couple of times recently, but I think it, it's helpful um, for at least some folks probably. Uh, I know you mentioned a couple of things that feel like they're pretty good pricing, but is there anything that's difficult to find right now that's difficult to source? MSR we know usually is, but is there anything else? Some of the long, longer lengths um, really doesn't matter what it is. Uh, seem to be tougher across all zones. Obviously touched on the, the two by 12, certainly tightening up. And I think you hit the nail on the head with the other item, which was some of the stress grade material. So that's actually been better than it has in, in recent months. But again, it's very zone specific and it's not plentiful throughout all zones. So I have been taking product from central and east side mills and carload quantities and moving them west, where theoretically, really, those should come from the west side just based on logistics. Um but there's still value to be had even with that increase in freight to many customers out there. So my last specific question at the moment is over the last year, there was talk and we talked a couple of different times throughout the year about new mills coming online. So now it's interesting to have news about mills closing when, when there still are some in the startup phase. Do you have a sense for when any of the, the two or three that were sort of on the cusp of opening, so to speak, will be online or have they come online? What does that look like for us? Uh, yeah, th throughout the year, to give you any specific dates, I, I couldn't. I think the last that I know, some one potentially end of the first quarter and then one, mm -hmm. two, potentially two in the latter half of the year. You know, and, I, and again, I, I think the curtailment of those mills, I think there's I got to be careful in how I word this, but I think there's obviously was cited because of fiber cost and overall conditions. So that being said, well, you, you wouldn't you think that all these other mills are fighting the same thing? Yeah, I, based on what I know and where these levels that are be tra being traded at, the mills are still profitable here, without a doubt. Now, every mill and scenario, I guess, in economic region may be a little bit different, but I believe that maybe there's, potentially maybe those mills are, or there's another plan for them. Let's just say that, right? And that's that. So I, I think we're still going to see, I don't think you're going to see anything stopping or the investments that have been made into the marketplace for future yellow pine mills are going to stop. Yellow pine is still and will be the number one used product in the United States and number one exported product over the next five years for lumber out of the United States. So they're going to keep making it because as we've talked about for years now, we're not making any more Western spruce. We're not making any more Doug fir or adding production. 
and very little out of the East, very small percentage, if any, increase. What we very well may continue to is lose production out of Western Canada and lose production out of the U.S. So, again, to make up that need to fill that gap is going to be Southern Yellow Pine. Well, as we start the close of this particular episode, do you have anything that you'd like to share with us as far as advice for our component manufacturers as they look ahead for the next few weeks? Pretty easy out of the West. Nothing tough to find out of my fur product basket. I would just say, keep your sights set forward. The market trend is up. There will be opportunities to buy things as we go, but it's not going to be any overall change in market tone from a macro sense. You'll find little spot deals here and there. I would say set your sights on Valentine's Day. That's about where you need to buy through. And if that special someone in your life wants a car or a truckload of cord stock, you know where to call. Will you be mine? Yes. With a PO, yes. I'll kind of reiterate my first statement, which is two by 12. If you need it, get it. Don't wait. Outside of that, and I think I touched on it earlier too, I think the overall value and what we see right now in terms of of pricing of yellow pine, is this going to be the median price throughout the year? Possibly. Is that a good value? Absolutely can be for your first quarter. So I think there's a lot of good value to be had. And especially when we talk about stress grade material, some of the pricing that I've seen and where we've traded product in comparison to other species, yellow pine represents a very great value in the marketplace right now. So take advantage of that while it's available. Excellent. Well, I think with that, we'll wrap up the episode for this week. Justin, Ken, thank you so much for your continued expertise and enthusiasm. It was very nice to be back in the studio with you today. As always, I've enjoyed our time together, albeit brief, and I look forward to the next installment of Lumber Connection. Thanks, Thanks, guys. This has been a Lumber Connection podcast by SBCA. If you have a question you'd like a guest to answer on a future podcast, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.